everyone. Um, so my name is Sabrina. If you're new here, I am the creator and host of the Exchange Podcast. And I wanted to do this episode because I now have 10 episodes that are released. And if you have been listening to the past episodes, you know that they're typically guest-based interviews where I speak to people across different industries, different companies. Um, but I haven't done a solo episode yet. And I felt like now, with me being a few months into this process, and with 10 episodes being out, it would be good to do a solo episode and give a little bit more background into who I am and why I even created this show to begin with. So, my name is Sabrina, like I said. I was born and raised in Toronto, and I'm currently studying business at the University of Toronto. And to understand the creation of the podcast, I'd want to go back as early as when I was a kid, say 11 or 12 years old. So to understand (laughs) the full context of this, when I was about 11 or 12, I discovered this couple who are both entrepreneurs. So there's a husband and wife and their names are Mimi and Alex Icon. Alex, the husband, is from Russia and Mimi, the wife, is from Azerbaijan and they met actually in Toronto. I was really inspired by them even when I was young. They're quite public figures. They had pretty substantial followings on YouTube and Instagram and things like that. But their main sort of claim to fame was the fact that they were entrepreneurs and they had created a number of really successful ventures over the years. And so the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I was really inspired by them even at that age and that continued throughout the years. And I was really keen to work for them in some capacity. That was like a dream that I had. And, you know, I'd followed them for a really long time. I was really interested in entrepreneurship myself, so I felt like if I could get as close as possible to people who were doing that and people who inspired me, you know, I felt like there would be a lot that I could learn and could absorb from people like them. So fast forward a few years to when I was 16. So one of their most successful businesses is called Luxie Hair. So Luxie Hair was a hair extensions business and it was based in Toronto. And I was in high school and I was considering internships, not really formalized in the way that internships are in university, but kind of just like freelance or part-time support, um, pretty much anything that I could do. I was just curious to learn and kind of spend my summer vacations doing something. I reached out to, I think it was actually their customer service email. The people who responded were very kind and they put me in contact with a few people from the team, not Mimi and Alex themselves, but... Um, I had a few conversations with people just to kind of like get an idea of the work that they were doing. But at the time, they weren't hiring interns. At the time as well, I was quite young and quite inexperienced. So I just don't think it was like the best fit at the time. But they were very kind in in sharing kind of other insight that they had um, and always said that they would keep me in mind for future opportunities. And then fast forward another, I want to say like year, maybe two years when I was 17 or 18, So in that time, actually, Mimi and Alex had sold Luxie Hair, and they were focused more solely on another business of theirs called Intelligent Change. And so that was a business that was based in London, and in that time, they had actually uh, immigrated to London. So I did pretty much the same thing, and I reached out to the customer service email of that company as well. It was just, again, sort of like, I'm interested in internships, I'm just grateful to learn you know, I'd be happy to do anything. Again, they kindly put me in touch with some people on the team. Again, I was learning just a little bit more about their business and kind of the roles that people held. 
since there is a startup um, and the team was so small, they weren't really looking for interns. And I don't think that they had the bandwidth or the capacity to kind of train me in the way that they would maybe want to. Um, So it didn't, again, fully work out. But even then, I would say that I benefited because I was able to meet a lot of really interesting people and still learn, you know, a lot, even if it wasn't through actually working for them. And so then after my first year of university, when I was, yeah, I guess 18, turning 19, I reached out again. (laughs) Um, I would say like, just as an aside, a good piece of advice is if you are really serious about something, just keep persisting because eventually, you know, opportunities will open. I think you just have to kind of keep knocking on doors until eventually something, something works. And uh, I was just wrapping up my exams at the end of my first year of university. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do for the summer. I had applied for some internships, but it didn't seem like things were fully coming together. Um, Also for internships in business, I would say they tend to hire um, people that are a little bit later on in their degree. So it was also a little bit tough to get something at the end of my first year. But I reached out again to my contacts at Intelligent Change and they actually put me in contact with Alex, uh, Alex Icon. So he had told me that the Luxie hair business that they sold that was based in Toronto actually had a hair care line within the hair extensions business. And even though they sold the hair extensions business, they retained the hair care line. So essentially they retained the ownership of this hair care line um, of about, I think, five products. Alex basically emailed me saying, hey, so again, with Intelligent Change, like we're still not really in the position of hiring so much, for interns at least, but with this other company, Love Hair, we actually have a general manager slash CEO who's based in Toronto, and I think she would be seeking some support if you wanted to intern for her. And I jumped at the opportunity and spent that summer working quite closely with her. Her name was Jamie. And um, yeah, I was basically doing all of their social media and email marketing for the brand, but I learned a lot for sure. I had a lot of touch points with the GM slash CEO, but then I also was lucky enough to actually speak with Mimi and Alex over a few months uh, over the summer, and then I actually continued working for them even in my first semester of second year. And so, yeah, essentially we would have these, you know, connects over Zoom. I would basically just ask Mimi and Alex, usually in separate calls, just about entrepreneurship, about their trajectories, about the advice that they had. And I felt very privileged to be in that position to just ask them those kinds of questions and be a sponge, you know, because they were people that, like I said, I was inspired by for, you know, many years of my life. So to then be, you know, on a Zoom call with them and to be able to ask any questions that I had and to be able to kind of get their two cents or their advice relating to my situation specifically in terms of like my interest in entrepreneurship, you know, me not really knowing where I wanted to go in the business world, um, all of those things. I felt very, very privileged and lucky to be able to have those conversations with them. And uh, yeah, so I, you know, continued with the internship, continued having those conversations every now and then. And I believe it was in the fall, so it was the fall of last year. I was having a call with Alex and he kind of just floated the idea of me starting a podcast. I didn't fully understand why, (laughs) because I felt like it was a little bit counterintuitive to my personality. 
just because I'm not the most comfortable being public facing or being, you know, seen, even if it is a podcast, I mean, you're still being heard, which to me felt like just this daunting thing that I didn't want to do. And um, he had said, you know, why don't you just start a podcast? Because he recommended that it would be a good way to connect with different people of interest. But he also said that, you know, you're having these conversations anyway. Why don't you just have these conversations and hit record? So initially I didn't want to do it (laughs) because I... Like I said, it felt very counterintuitive to the space that I feel the most comfortable in. It definitely felt outside of my comfort zone in many ways. So yeah, I kind of just like marinated over the idea for a while and wasn't really serious about (laughs) pursuing it further. But I kept having these conversations with people, even beyond Mimi and Alex. I was having a lot of what are called coffee chats, which are essentially just networking calls. Um, Sometimes you can meet with people in person if you're in the same place, but then a lot of it can just be over Zoom or over the phone and, you know, you can take 15 minutes or half an hour or an hour of someone's time and basically just, you know, share a bit about yourself and ask questions about their career and their trajectory and, again, get that same kind of insight and advice that I was getting from those touch points with Mimi and Alex. I would say all throughout 2022, that was basically what I was doing. Um, I started university in 2021 and I went into it sort of assuming that I was going to get a lot of clarity regarding the working world and the next step that I should take in my career. I felt that, especially in first year, it's quite different from that in the sense that you gain a lot of really good foundational skills and you learn a lot of the theory, but then I didn't understand how that parlayed into a job. I didn't understand the opportunities that were actually out there. I felt very confused, I guess, just about the direction that I wanted to go in, even though, yeah, I was gaining these these skills and, you know, this understanding, practical understanding of these different business topics, but I didn't know how that turned into actual work that you could do. So I would say throughout 2022, I really was keen to speak to people because I wanted to understand, like, what exists in terms of jobs, in terms of opportunities. And I felt like if I wasn't going to gain that sort of clarity or insight through my formal education, I was going to go straight to the source and I was going to reach out to the people that were inspiring to me. You know, if I saw, came across somebody's LinkedIn profile and I was really curious to know, you know, what they did in their job, I would just reach out. I would go to different events and panel interviews and things like that and just try to absorb as much insight as I could Um, because to me like that was the most interesting stuff that I wanted to learn. You know it wasn't the theory, it wasn't something that existed in a textbook exclusively, it was like real world, this is what I do (laughs) and this is what you need to do to be successful in this industry, in this job. This is how people pivot from one industry to another. This is how people negotiate. This is how people find mentors. You know, I feel like those were all the things that I was learning. And basically, when Alex had suggested the podcast, my knee-jerk reaction was that I didn't want to do it because it felt scary and vulnerable. Um, However, keeping in mind that at that stage, I had probably nine or ten months of this pretty intense exploration, I would say. I was having conversations consistently with people. 
I was shifting my focus, you know, not away from school, but I was, you know, placing my efforts where I felt that there would be the most return. And that was in having conversations with people. And that was in networking and going to events and, you know, reading even and listening to other people's podcasts and, you know, trying to just gain as much insight as I could um, because I was just genuinely curious and because I felt that if I didn't, no one was ever going to tell me these things if I didn't ask. So essentially, I was marinating over the idea that Alex had kind of just thrown out there like, hey, I think you should start a podcast. He didn't really ever force me to. He just mentioned that it might be a cool idea. And for whatever reason, the idea didn't really leave my head for months. And yeah, so later into the fall, even into the winter, I would say, I was still thinking about it. And, you know, eventually came to the conclusion that I should probably give it a go, even though it does feel vulnerable, even though it does feel like something that is outside of my comfort zone. I think that it actually parlays very well into the things that I'm already doing. And it it was actually like he said, you know, you're having these conversations anyway, just press record. And so, yeah, essentially I was like, I feel like the fact that I can't get this idea out of my head and I can't shake the need to at least try this is a sign that I should go for it regardless of my insecurities about it or fear about it. I think that I should try. Alex kindly offered to be the first guest on the podcast. It was a little bit more comfortable just because we had already had quite a few connects by that point. Usually with guests, maybe I'll have a conversation with them prior, um, but they're not people that I typically know well. Um, So that one was a little bit more comfortable, but then also it was my first ever podcast episode and I wasn't sure like how people do this and how am I supposed to structure it and like what should the flow be like and then even trying to figure out the recording process and the editing and everything. It was like, felt like a lot (laughs) and it was tough and there was definitely a learning curve involved, Um, but I did it. And then I continued to book more and more guests And yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons why I've stuck with it, Um, even though, even now, like being, what are we, maybe like eight or nine months into this, uh, I still feel nervous about it. I still feel like I have insecurities about parts of it. You know, I still feel like imposter syndrome or like other people are clued into how to do this right and I don't know how to do it right. you know, but I think there's a lot of benefits to doing it. I think there's benefits to pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and gaining the confidence that comes with knowing that I can do hard things. I think there's benefits to sharing the insights that I was already receiving, you know, and now creating this archive that people can dip into when they are curious about understanding a particular industry or a particular job. Uh, maybe they're considering a pivot in their own life you know, whatever it may be, I think it's beneficial for me to, you know, go through this process a little bit because then it could benefit other people. So, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's a challenge, but I've never been one to shy away from those. And like I said, the fact that it's sort of stuck with me and the fact that it's stayed in my mind for quite a while is something that I take as a sign. And regardless of any fear that I had, you know, I was noticing, especially early on, that it was very easy for me to do 
all of the background work. And by that I mean, for me to book guests was actually incredibly easy. Um, I knew that I had the ability to network and the ability to connect with people, you know, even from all around the world. And I knew that I was curious enough to generate questions and talking points. And I knew that I was, you know, savvy enough to be able to edit and to be able to produce it. The only real sticking point and the thing that was difficult was getting out of my own way and dealing with the vulnerability piece of it and the fact that I didn't really want to be hurt. (laughs) So that made it difficult. But I think the fact that the other parts flowed quite easily, again, was a sign that I, you know, have some ability to facilitate these kinds of conversations. I have the ability to get people, you know, in the room or on Zoom or over the phone. I have, you know, the ability to consistently create something. And uh, to be honest, like the vulnerability and fear piece is something that like I still struggle with even now, I think. You know, it's nerve-wracking to have a conversation with anyone, especially when, you know, they're people that really inspire you or that you followed for a long time. You know, I think having a one-on-one conversation with somebody can be scary, but then I feel like creating a podcast where you do that is sort of an additional step from that. There's like this other layer of fear, at least for me, (laughs) because now it's not just about having conversation with one person, it's about doing that, listening to that conversation back and having to edit it, and then having to put that out there in the world And even further than that, have to market it and try to attract people to listen to it. I'd say that the idea in and of itself is a scary one, but a good one. And it's something that I still, I still just have this gut feeling that there's some potential that I want to see through with it. There's definitely still a lot of it that I enjoy, you know, I'd say the the fear part, you know, is what it is, but actually being able to connect with people from around the world, being able to create, like I said, this archive. Yeah, it's something that I really, I do really enjoy and I do think is ultimately worthwhile. Um, And another thing that I would want to say, because it's something that kind of struck me the other day actually, was uh, the reason why I was drawn to people like Mimi and Alex and the reason why I even have really any indication of the direction that I want to go, the reason why I get to be inspired and informed, it's because there are people out there who are willing to be vulnerable themselves. You know, it's because people are willing to be seen and willing to share their opinions and their experience and willing to put themselves on the line a little bit that I'm able to receive that insight and that inspiration. So it felt like a weird realization to come to of like, yes, I could continue to avoid vulnerability at all costs. However, if all of the people that I've ever looked up to did the same thing and they sort of cowered from it and said, you know, yes, we have these, you know, great things that we're working on or we have a great life story that people would be inspired by rather than share it rather than be seen, rather than, you know, lend their voice to some topic or some cause or whatever it may be, rather than do all that, maybe they're just gonna 
sort of cower in the background and not allow themselves to be at the forefront of people's attention. It was like a strange moment to come to because I realized that I am so incredibly lucky to have had all of these points of reference throughout my whole life. Even when I was, you know, like I was saying with being 11 or 12 and looking up to people like Mimi and Alex, it wasn't just them, actually. There were so many people, you know, um, to name a few. There's the journalist Elaine Weltroth that I followed for years and years. Sophia Amoruso, who founded Girlboss. And I actually worked for them, helping to produce their podcast. Even like Carly Kloss. I remember really really liking like Gary Vaynerchuk and Casey Neistat and I used to read a lot of biographies and I would just like inhale other people's interviews and you know read all the quotes that everybody else had to say and I remember reading a lot of magazines as well and they would do all these profiles into different people like I remember there was one about Rebecca Minkoff who is an American designer and I think at the time she was also like a color consultant for Essie, which meant that she was deciding whatever colors Essie, the nail polish brand, was going to be rolling out. And I mean, I say all of this because it gave me so many points of reference and allowed me to be so much more expansive in my thinking of what my life could be. Because I never felt limited. I never felt that there was anything I couldn't do because I was looking at all of these people doing incredible things, you know, in business, in fashion, in technology, you know, in entrepreneurship, etc. And so I think that there is undoubtedly value in fighting through your fear of vulnerability and allowing yourself to be seen. Because at the end of the day, you never actually know who's watching. You never know who's secretly being inspired by the work that you're doing, the things that you're saying, the ideas that you're sharing, like you never actually know because all of those people that I've mentioned, even, you know, Mimi and Alex, for example, they didn't know me, but I knew them, you know, and I was, I was very young and I was absorbing so much of, of the insight that those people were, were willing to share. And so I don't want to give in to my fear And let me tell you, it's real. (laughs) You know, I've been nervous about things in the past, but I would say this is like, this is extreme. You know, it's, for me, it feels very uncomfortable to to even do this and even to record this. It like, I procrastinated it so hard because I, you know, it doesn't feel completely natural to me. Um, But, you know, instead of giving up and saying, well, it's too challenging, I'm not going to do it. At the end of the day, I felt some need to continue with this project and I also know that I'm a product of other people consistently being willing to be seen like that's the truth and it feels a little bit like how can I you know take that inspiration and and use it in my own life but then not want to be sort of reciprocating that why is it that I want to absorb all of those things but not allow myself to be seen at all why is it that you know I'm so willing to have these guests and tee up their conversations and all the great things that they have to say but then I don't want to be an active participant in the same way or be seen in the same way ultimately it just does come down to fear and 
as my dad always said, everything that you want is on the other side of fear. So yeah, I just hope that that provides a little bit of insight. I hope that you're able to understand a little bit more about why this is meaningful to me. You know, I want other people to receive the same inspiration that I've been able to. All of those coffee chats and networking calls for me were so enriching. You know, I was speaking to people in fashion and luxury and sports and entertainment and more traditional, you know, corporate business roles and people who had startups and side hustles and, you know, all around the world. And I was having those conversations all the time. And so for me now, I feel like this is a natural sort of progression of it. And I hope that it benefits people beyond myself. Ultimately, it's it's like I said, you never know who's watching. You never know who is secretly inspired by these conversations or any of the things that I'm you know sharing now. You never know. Um, so I've decided that if I have any natural like inclination to do anything, to create anything, to put forth anything into the world, regardless of my fear, of which it is substantial, I'm just going to do it and hope that it lands wherever it needs to land. I'm not particularly interested in this being known and, and listened to by, you know, a massive group of people. I think I just hope that it finds the people that it's meant to find and that it inspires the people that it's meant to inspire. And that's really my only objective here. I hope that this gives you a little bit more insight um, for the future of the show. I'd hope to continue to do interviews in the way that I have, but then some more solo episodes sprinkled in between. Um, there are some things that I'd love to talk about from, you know, networking and how to connect with people to even talking about internships that I've had. I just finished an internship at American Express in Toronto, um, and I know people tend to have questions about, you know, what it was like and even questions about applying and interviewing and all of that. So there are definitely some things I'd like to talk about in more solo episodes uh, to come. But until then, I just wanted to say thank you. This entire process has been very fruitful for me. I've made a lot of really great connections with people. I feel like I've learned a lot, both through my conversations and also through, you know, this solo journey of, of trying to build this and, and create this. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to continuing with this and seeing where it goes and seeing where it lands and seeing who's drawn to it. Um, and until next time, thank you very much for listening. <music>